Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, and welcome to Main Street Universe Radio with Woven Green. We are your hosts, Jim and Ashley Cash, and you were just listening to our song, Wild Love. Ashley and I have just launched our Pledge Music campaign for our new Soundscape Meditation CD, which we're really excited about. And you can visit www.pledgemusic.com slash wovengreen to learn all about how you can become a part of our release. We will be sharing behind-the-scenes videos and updates to all of our pledgers, so don't miss out on all the fun. Today we have with us in our studio Lisa Jackson from Carpe Diem Wellness. And Lisa has recently published her book called Savvy Secrets, Eat, Think, and Thrive, Seven Steps to Optimal Health. Lisa's mission is to inspire, educate, and promote true wellness, not merely the absence of illness, to teach others the power to heal from within and to recognize that dis-ease is the only way for the body to communicate. It is time we learn how to listen. Before we get started with our interview, we just want to take a moment for a brief meditation, and we're going to have some bowls, Tibetan bowls in the background to help guide you into this deep state of relaxation. So let's take this moment to go within. Find yourself in a comfortable position. Close your eyes and allow yourself to fully relax. Be aware of your breath. When we are tense, stressed out, angry, upset, our breathing tends to be very shallow. It's hard to get a good deep breath in. And our breathing becomes suppressed, and for a great many of us, we might not even be conscious of that, simply because our focus isn't there. So take a deep breath in. Breathing is vital to living. It is the life force or the vital energy that sustains us. This is called by the yogis pranayama which is actually two Sanskrit words, prana, which means life force, breath, and ayama, which means to extend out, but not constrained or controlled. So as you breathe in, allow the breath to come in naturally. Breathe in, and don't hold on to the breath. Just simply release by gently letting go. Put your focus on the breath without trying to control it. With each breath, allow your body to get into a deep state of relaxation. And breathe out. Treat yourself to this moment. And give to your body this much-needed reprieve. Serenity, peace, love, and joy. Allow yourself to become filled with these. With each breath, you are filled with love and joy. And as you breathe out, you give back to the world love and joy. In this relaxed state, the breath is aligned with the symbiotic flow of the universe, giving and receiving absorbing, taking in, and releasing. And now for the next few moments, take this moment of silence to relax and let go. Okay, so we're here with Lisa, and um, I'd like to uh, ask you a few questions, Lisa, if that's all right. Fantastic. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. Um, so uh, first, I, you know, I, I got a chance to read your book um, a couple times, actually, and I really, really enjoyed it, and I just wanted to share with everybody that, um, you know, if you're looking for a really excellent way to uh, get um, a step into wellness, it's it's just such a wonderful um synopsis of the of the state of things and, and, a, and a wonderful approach and a very empowering story so um 
Lisa, tell us first where your book is available. It's on Amazon, Amazon.com, and you can just uh, search for Savvy Secrets under Lisa Jackson. Awesome. It's also on my website, actually, www.carpediemwellness.org, O-R-G. Okay, great. And so can you tell us a little bit about uh, the story that inspired you to write this book? So my children and my clients are always my biggest inspiration. And um, I was studying integrative nutrition when my oldest daughter was diagnosed with cancer. And the fear and the shock of that is really indescribable. And having already lost two people I loved to the same cancer, um, I knew there was a better way and intuitively felt like that healing from within, which is the name of my blog post, which I started actually uh, during this journey, really came to me. And I, I didn't know exactly how, but I intuitively knew and so wanted to believe that this was to be true. As a retired nurse, having worked in conventional medicine, like I said, having lost two people I knew and loved to the same cancer, my um, really my heart and my gut were just screaming we needed to um, have a more integrative approach. And I didn't want to write a book about cancer, and I really didn't want to be the cancer coach. I wanted to write an inspirational book about self-health, a self-health book. And um, through the journey with my daughter, I just knew I had to write it. I just had to write the story, and I wanted it to be inspiring. Because really, once your eyes are open, you really can't close them again. So I so desperately wanted to show others the light, that there is a way to health. Um, and so many people were asking me to write a cookbook, but I didn't want to just write another cookbook. I wanted to write a recipe for living, really, mm. and a, and a self-help book. And I wanted my daughter to write it with me uh, because she's so much better writer than I am. Plus, she's beautiful and talented and with social media, and she's so much more organized than I am. But... Uh, and I wanted also to reinforce the lessons that I learned with her, but she didn't really want to tell her story. And uh, it was an emotional book to write, mm. <laughs> but uh, she did offer to edit it, and she actually helped me to really organize it more co cohesively than it was originally written. So, um, as always, you know, children, family, and uh, my clients are continue to be an inspiration. Wow, that's that's so amazing. Um, it sounds, you know, that the story that you share in your book um, sounds like uh, the challenging process that you had to go through with your daughter was in many ways um, like an enlightening experience. Um, and uh, Jim and I have both found that many of the challenges that we were met with are actually opportunities for growth in some ways. And that the uh, ego deaths that we all go through are an essential part of our own transformation and healing. Um, and you mentioned in your book when you initially found out about your daughter's diagnosis um, that you were ready to be superwoman and you were gonna you were gonna fix it no matter what, and uh, even to the detriment of of your own health and well-being for a period of time. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what you learned through that process? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the biggest wake-up call for me was that it really was not my job to fix or heal my daughter, Dana. You know, and as a mother, we want to be, or a healer or a caregiver, we want to fix everyone. And one of my big lessons that I want to impart is that she was not broken that none of us are broken, and I think this is so key. The, the biggest lesson learned is that the body has the innate ability to heal and repair itself if we can just learn how to get out of our own way, and that dis-ease is really the body's only way to communicate with us. And, uh, you know, the biggest lesson was that 
especially with, um, you know, cancer of the immune system, we need to heal the immune system, and which all starts in the gut. So uh, with my functional medicine studies, we say I, I really, it comes down to three things. One, we have to maximize nutrients, <laughs> maximize oxygen, nutrients, um, feel-good hormones, love <laughs> relationships, maximize the good. We need to minimize toxins and inflammation, and that's not just toxins in our food, in our water, but in our thoughts, in our relationships, in our, um, you know, the whole, the whole mind, body, spirit. And the last is to prioritize self-care, and that is really the hardest part for all of us. Mm. I think especially those who are in a giving, healing, caregivers, mm. parents, you know, uh, or the family and friends. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, we're in a culture where we are no gain, no pain mentality mm-hmm. <laughs> and self-sacrificing kind of martyrdom. So mm-hmm. prioritizing self-care is really key. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, really beautiful. And, uh, um, you know, we're, that whole idea of innately understanding, you know, uh, the body's needs and, you know, what is it uh, that our bodies are trying to tell us? All the stressors that we have in our modern culture and life, it's so important to listen to our bodies and listen to, um, you know, what, you know, how, how we're functioning, how we're, you know, being conscious of, you know, our everyday, you know, uh, actions and, you know, motivations and, um, and, and so much of that comes down to, you know, uh, you know, slowing down sometimes to take a moment to, um, you know, it's why meditation can be so important too, because it allows your, to get into that space where you can truly listen. And, uh, and that's often where that sort of perennial wisdom comes from. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the other thing that you mentioned there about the culture um, is a really <laughs> a pretty powerful force, you know. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people that uh, deal with uh, chronic illness have, you know, a really hard time because of the healthcare system as well. And, you know, just, just recently a, f- a friend of mine was um, telling me about how her daughter was needing to be admitted, um, you know, and, and they had to go through such rigmarole to actually get her the help that she needed because the insurance company wasn't going to let, you know, this and that happen. And the stress of already having to deal with the event itself of the stress of a family member needing help on on top of it, having to deal with um, a broken system and the, the mistrust that that can breed and, you know, uh, who what doctor is that you're seeing or, or any of those things. And there's a lot of negativity and a lot of stress in the hospital environment as well. So, um, you know, even in your in your book, I think I'm, I think I remember you mentioning a, a few moments where you've had hard times with certain doctors. Um, uh, but uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about how um, you were able to turn those feelings into empowerment? Well, I think uh, the number one challenge with uh, well, particularly with the diagnosis of cancer is fear. Mm. And um, as I said, having already lost two people I love to the same cancer um, and that I was learning and studying about integrative nutrition, I knew that there was a better way, but I wasn't exactly sure how. And learning things that, you know, I, I didn't know as a registered nurse that Cancer cells feed on fermentation and sugar. They have more glucose receptor cells uh, and use, yeah, and the way we diagnose it with, is with the radioactive um, sugar in a PET scan. Mm. So, you know, arming yourself with education. Mm. <laughs> education is empowerment. So the fact that I was had some previous history and some education was really helpful. And then the... Uh, the second step is to be able to, to take action uh, and to know that we have a choice. You know, when we feel like we have no choices, that we just have to do whatever somebody tells us to do, 
that increases the fear and the sense of hopelessness and, and helplessness. So I had was already developing a, um, a group of uh, people in the wellness field for help and support, and I reached out and and talked to a lot um, a lot of folks. Uh, the biggest challenge is when you're in fear is that it's hard to absorb information <laughs> when you're stuck in that fear and, and shock mode. Um, but, you know, I had read that, you know, cancer is slow-growing, and we asked the doctor, is this a slow-growing or fast-growing cancer? It was slow-growing. So we made the choice to not jump in right away in the fear of the chemo and the radiation. We took some time to do some research and make a decision on really exactly how we were going to handle it. And fortunately, my daughter and my son-in-law were both open to an integrative approach. So, uh, and even after relapse, you know, we had, we went, we had six <laughs> second opinions. So, you know, the, in navigating whatever chronic illness or just learning to take um, responsibility of your health I, I think it's important to question everything and that you're, you know what's best for you ultimately, you know, and, uh, and that takes a little faith, <laughs> talk about faith, and uh, to, uh, to believe in, in yourself and, and practice. And, and so education, action, and choice. And, and I think my... Uh, what I really recognize is that no one person has all the answers. Like I say, six mm -hmm. different opinions mm -hmm. with, with MD Anderson, Johns Hopkins, Carmanos, you know, top cancer places in the country that, uh, that, that there are choices. And, and when you have a choice, that's empowering. And then you can really take control of, of um, of your body. And it takes a lot of courage to make that move, too. Um, you know, you, you put yourself, you know, um, in in that story. Um, if anyone, you know, who has, um, has had to, uh, you know, deal with something like that and, and, and the big scary word, cancer, comes up. And... Uh, and then there's a lot of there's like you were saying there all the fear that goes with that and um and uh and you know the 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 limiting thoughts or the the thoughts that aren't exactly empowering um are projected you know uh out there and you uh, have to sort of uh filter through that and and uh and be courageous enough to um to you know, follow what your your uh, your own uh, you know intuition is is telling you, and that is, that's that's a very brave move there, and um, it's really a remarkable story um, because you can imagine how many people haven't done that and have uh, and have suffered unfortunate uh, consequences uh, perhaps as a result. Um, anyways, I think Ashley has a question to ask. Oh yeah, um uh you know, a, a little while back you you had mentioned um uh martyrdom <laughs> in our culture. And I think that's like really important thing when it comes to um wellness in general because I think it's so ingrained in us and you know, we all have to confront our own uh issues around our own self-sacrificing and um our own tendency to sort of throw ourselves under the bus in in order to you know if we don't succeed you know we're going to we're going to push us harder and we're going to do more and be more productive in all these you know um all these sort of cultural mindsets um and uh you know i think it i've noticed that it it seems to be a really important aspect of of a uh, healing process to remove yourself from that state of victimization and actually uh, move towards an accepting state of mind, you know, like uh, I have, um, say, instead of saying I have cancer, you know, I'm experiencing this illness, you know, or or something like that. I've, I've heard a lot about different, um, you know, breaking down different limiting beliefs and things like that and, you know, moving more towards believing that, you know, whatever it is that you're faced with as a challenge is, 
is more of an opportunity to, you know, learn something about yourself and go through a process of transformation in, in some way. So um, um, do you, uh, can you talk a little bit about a victimization and, and as it relates to chronic, um, you know, healing from chronic illness, especially as a coach? I'm sure you deal with this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all these emotions, fear, anger, victimhood the, uh, that are common from, you know, we've started off this whole interview about about cancer, but um, there's self-limiting beliefs that keep us stuck in any chronic disease or, or illness, you know, the, the fact that, you know, if obesity is an issue, well, I've always been obese and therefore I, I've tried every diet and therefore I can't, um, there's nothing I can do about it. So uh, two things when we're stuck in that mode. Number one, it keeps us in fight or flight. And, you know, our nervous system is split between the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, or the parasympathetic, which is rest and repair. And there is no way you're going to meet any of your health goals, whether it's just to lose a few pounds, (laughs) lower your blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, or cancer, if you are in fight or flight. It's just not physically possible. So I think it's the real important to stop judging ourselves. You know, I love Brene Brown's work, which she talks about courage, as you mentioned, compassion, and connection. That we're all the same. We all have the same challenges. You know, we all have, you know, and I don't care what the label is, the dis-ease, whether it's ADHD (laughs) or whatever, you know, you look at the ICD-9, the diagnosis code in, in medicine, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. For every human condition, there's a label. And if we become our label and we're stuck in our label, which is like the poor me, I've got this condition and therefore I cannot do A, B, and C, we'll always be stuck in that condition yeah. <laughs> and unable to do A, B, or C. So um, yeah. giving yourself a break. And we're and we're all alike. We all struggle. We're either we're all of us are addicted to sugar. You know, all, all of us are connected, and we're not meant to be on this world by ourselves. So, by not by thinking we're different and we're somehow shameful, or we're or, or this disease is because of our wrongdoing, or the guilt we give ourselves is all counterproductive, and it's. And it keeps us in that um, no pain, no gain kind of old medical model, too, instead of the new wellness model, which is empowering. Mm. Okay, you're right, Ashley. This is a wake-up call. This is an opportunity for growth and and change. And I recently went to the Integrative Cancer Summit in in California, and at the dinner I sat sat next to a beautiful um, internist, an internal medicine physician who just had discovered a very large tumor in her breast, and she said, uh, I think this diagnosis is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. Because, and I said, wow, you know, I, that's kind of the goal once people have worked through these feelings to, you know, after they've gotten some empowerment and and coaching and education to get there, but to to recognize that right off the bat, Mm. um, her prognosis just went up tenfold. So she is she was there to listen, to learn from other MDs and others in this whole integrative space and was gonna make some the changes she needs to make in her life to heal. Wow, that's 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 so cool to have somebody say that. Um it, it must, you know, be such a profound experience. I was actually reading an article this morning um, about a sound healer uh, who's also a medical doctor that um, runs an oncology center, and he, um, you know, has an experience where he is doing all these sound meditations for people, and you know they're they're coming to their first oncology meeting, you know, with you know the death sentence of having cancer, and he's able to get them into a different state of mind about the experience that they're going to go through and how they're going to get in touch with this other aspect of themselves that's timeless that isn't affected by disease, that is at the core of who we are. And, you know, sound is, is such a powerful way of helping, you know, uh, to access that. And that's very much a part of what Jim and I are so involved in. And um, 
it was really cool to see that. You know, when I read it this morning, I was like, oh, it's so cool because you're also doing this this work now with oncology. And I just thought, you know, that's really relevant to the conversation because it's about this spiritual process, this journey. You know, uh, so many things are. I, you know, I believe personally, um, but it's 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 profound for these people coming to this doctor and this oncology center to actually come out of the experience and, and with statements very similar to that lady saying, "This was the cancer was the best thing to happen to me. I learned so much about who I am and what I'm living for and what how to find my passion and my purpose." And uh, that's something that I think a lot of people are searching for right now and. It's at the core of what we all need to do to make this work. <laughs> so, yeah, one of uh, so I am the, the director of an in, building an integrated wellness program for an oncology group now, and one of my favorite things to do is to teach yoga dance. And yeah. uh, you know, one of the clients, you know, made the comment that you know I'm coming here for conventional medicine, I, so they can shrink the tumor or put in remission, but. The, the, what's going to keep it away <laughs> is what we're doing here mm. with a group on nutrition, supplementation, and the mind-body work with uh, yoga and meditation, as you said. And we'll have to have you guys come and do a sample. Wow. That would yeah. be phenomenal. That would be very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I, I, I think I had planned on asking you this later, but now that we're talking about it, I want to hear a little bit about, you know, what your what your work is right now with that, uh, your new uh, position with that oncology center and the kind of things that you guys offer there. So it's funny, like I said, what what we resist persists. I so resisted I didn't want to be the cancer coach. And we've spent this whole time talking about cancer. My book really is not about cancer, <laughs> other than like the one little chapter of my story, and the whole rest of it is about yeah. empowering what you can do. And so... That's what we're we're doing. You know, I'm I'm teaching, you know, a integrative functional medicine approach, maximize, as I said, minimize and prioritize self care. So, we have, uh, and it's interesting. I now look at, even clinically, um, the patients there so differently than I did as a registered nurse. I first look at what are they eating, what medications are disrupting their gut. <laughs> All health, you know, I, I teach lectures on why all health begins in the gut, and it's so true. Uh, and and you can almost see the progression of these chronic illnesses from um, from life, life lifestyle and the, and the um, sometimes even the the medications that were prescribed to do good can have long term effects. That, you know, so, so we do uh, nutrition. We do uh, talk about supplements that help protect the healthy cells from the chemo and, and uh, the conventional treatments. And uh, we're doing yoga. Uh, one of the the nurses there teaches yoga, and then I'm bringing in some uh, some yoga dance. And then we have an, a relationship with the mindfulness center, which is also in Bethesda, to offer our, our patients and their families meditation. And uh, we're sponsoring Mind Body Week DC, which is next Friday the 17th. It's, uh, it's all research-based, uh, scientists speaking about the power of mind-body medicine. Oh, neat. It's oh, at wow. the Silver Spring Civic Center. And, uh, yeah, you guys are welcome to come. Join me if you'd like. Cool. Cool. Well, um, so now that we've talked about all that uh, that other stuff, <laughs> we should talk about um, some of your uh, some of your tips here that you can maybe maybe at least share one of your savvy secrets with us. <laughs> well, the first I have 52 in the book, and in fact, we're just we're going to be doing a, a social media campaign where we're going to do share one like each week so people can get it. But the first step is to know that is to begin and to know that the body has the innate ability to heal itself, as I said earlier, if we can just get out of the way. And so, um, you know, of my seven steps, the first step is really to take an honest personal assessment, as I said, no judgment, no guilt, to really go inside and know and recognize where you are today and where you want to go. And and then to look at what's your biggest obstacle. And to ask yourself, 
you know, what has it cost you to ignore that obstacle? <laughs> That's an honest assessment. And then what would it mean to you if you could overcome it? And then how would you feel? And all of these are motivating questions. And, and then you get the vision of where you want to go. And so then with that, commit. Take the first, commit to self-love, self-care, and to prioritize yourself, which, again, is kind of a big challenge. So you're not going to do it overnight. Say you're going to do one step, <laughs> one to three steps over the next two weeks. And maybe it's just I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to buy myself a glass water bottle <laughs> and just fill it with filtered water and document and pay attention to how much water I'm drinking. And then with that success, you realize, yeah, I can do that. So we get used to that habit. What's the next thing we could do to bring into our life? And, you know, find a, an accountability buddy or a coach, somebody who you can really, um, who's walked the walk, <laughs> who can help lead you from here to there, across that chasm. And that's safe and confidential. So you can be really open and honest. You know, no shame here, no, no judgment. It is what it is. So we want to make a change. How do we accept it? So love and acceptance. Oh, that's beautiful. So uh, with with that note there, I think we're going to take a quick break here. Um, I think Jim has something to say, too. Hang on. Oh, well, <clears throat> I was just going to say that, um, you know, it's uh, – I'm losing my thought here. Um, the That idea of forgiveness is really – is so important, that self-forgiveness. Um, and um, not to uh, be redundant um, – but I know that the tendency is that when we're in a, if we're not feeling well, we feel like we're in a, in, in breakdown mode. Um, you know, whether it's uh, it's just being really sick or an autoimmune disease. Um, you know, we do have a tendency to uh, to think, why is this happening to me, and what did I do to deserve this? And uh, we fall into that easily, fall into that place of, of victimhood. Um, and we lose the uh, the ability then to uh, to to allow ourselves to get into a place of, of that acceptance and surrender of what it, uh, you know, what it, that maybe what what's happening here is that we are uh, we're being taught something and we're, there's a lesson to be learned here uh, in order for us to pay attention uh, more closely to to um, you know the um, subtle energy systems the body spiritually. That whole idea of uh, of the yogic philosophy of of uh, yoga, which is to yoke or to unite body, mind, and spirit, and uh, you know, and in a lot of ways, I think that it, you know, with a lot of these you know personal incident uh, you know incidences and uh, and issues that are coming up for us personally um, are also a reflection of what's happening on the macrocosm. Um, we're all experiencing, in, in a sense, you know. Uh, you know these challenges that I think really, in a positive light, are uh, there for us to sort of uh, awaken from a slumber of sorts um, and to move beyond the self-limiting uh, uh, thoughts, both you know within ourselves and in the constructs of you know society and how we're enculturated to think within the medical community, um, within our general education system that, that sees things from a, uh, a certain light, which is mostly rooted in fear. So we have to move beyond that. And, uh, and to hear stories like, you know, Lisa's is really, um, is really, really empowering. And I think that, uh, you know, it, whoever, whoever's listening can really, you know, uh, can, uh, can be able to, um, to take that empowerment, uh, that story and to, uh, and to, um, Carry that uh, with them, so that um, you know that can be transmitted to uh, to you know uh, as many people. Um, there's more that we can collectively kind of uh, you know uh, go there together. You know, then we can we can raise the consciousness of the planet too, and uh, and find ourselves creating miracles. And I think that's uh, that's. Um, you know, a really beautiful thing, and it, so much of that comes with forgiveness, acceptance, and uh, belief and faith, like Lisa has has uh, demonstrated. And with that, I think we'll go ahead and take a break.
Yeah, we're going to play you a uh, quick little sample of one of our meditations that's on our upcoming CD. This is called Dream Pond. So take a few moments and uh, and uh, really appreciate the wonderful insight that is being shared here this evening on Main Street Universe. Jackson, and talking about her wonderful book, Savvy Secrets. And, you know, I think one of the things that people struggle with is the overwhelm factor when they're approaching lifestyle changes um, or, you know, significant dietary uh, needs and issues that they that need to be addressed. And, you know, there's so many different fad diets and uh, and so-called miracle pills, you know, easy, quick solutions to uh, to fixing, you know, all the all the problems that may be happening, and um, and you know, there's also a lot of myths that you know have uh, are starting to be debunked uh, now about um, you know health and well-being in regards to you know uh, you know uh, specific diets and foods, um, you know, cholesterol, heart disease, you know. Uh, that uh, you know, fats, um, and uh, in you know, even in the FDA, we can see you know uh, 
how some of those myths are being, uh, you know, revealed. And anyways, um, maybe you can give us some recommendations for people who are new to some of the concepts that you talk about in your book uh, towards wellness. Um, and you know what? What steps can they get to? Uh, can they begin? You know, to get started. And you know, uh, what would you? What would you recommend? Thanks. So one of the biggest myths you alluded to is that fat makes us fat, and fat does not make us fat. Sugar makes us fat, and it, we've just been ingrained the last 30 years. We've got, you know, all of these products on the supermarket shelves, fat-free, fat-free, and it's even hard to find whole fat organic yogurt. Uh, and it's really hard to convince sometimes my clients to eat more fat. That, And I, I was on uh, the news, and on my website there's uh, recipes that are full of healthy fat <laughs> and lower in sugar desserts, healthy desserts. I did that's one of my free giveaways if you if you go to my website and uh, talk about that. This is not about diets. It's not about deprivation. It's about uh, that food needs to be delicious and it needs to be decadent, and we need to enjoy it, just like exercise. You know, exercise does not have to be boring or grueling or punishment. And because we're not going to stick with it. If you want lifelong change, we need to find something that we love. And when I was doing my own coaching program in my in school, I realized that I was really good at doing what I was supposed to do. And I ate pretty well, and I did my exercise, and I did, in fact, um, you know, I did the 90-day challenge of, you know, sweating in a hot room <laughs> yoga. And, and, you know, and but... When it was, what do I do for joy? What what is am I passionate about? It really made me cry that I didn't know. I was so busy taking care of everybody else. You know, I'd raised four kids. I'd had my own businesses. I'd been, you know, the overachieving Washingtonian workaholic. What is it that Lisa loved and wants? And my original love was dancing. In fact, I would go to see a good dance and just sob because wow, I just missed that movement to music. So, and at this point, you know, I've been a yoga teacher. I did been, you know, decided to, you know, I studied vinyasa yoga and certified in that, but I wanted to teach something that anybody could do, movement to music that's fun and joyful. And, you know, I and so I created this app so that you can have a little five-minute breaks and, do a little yoga dance on it or learn to take a time to deep breathe or find a healthy recipe or just use it to get a daily inspiration. Um, and and then there's events on there. So like this, you know, if you want to know in the wellness community where you can find more education so you can get empowered. I've got an event where my wellness-inspired network um, that I've created of um, – really holistic health providers doing good work, I can showcase their, their events so uh, that people can continue to be inspired. But did you ask me what my no, seven steps are? I'd love to ask you what your <laughs> seven steps are. You know, it's kind of a long answer <laughs> no, to your no, question. Um, so really, it's, it's broken down to the first step we already talked about. We need to begin. You know, the second step is to really, once you've made that commitment, is to open yourself up to grow. So growing with uh, glorious greens. Greens are the most missing, you know, when we talk about food in our, in our diet. So how can we bring in more greens? Um, getting the right kind of support. Growing, um, as I said, we're not meant to, to be alone. Um, you know, I've got to dance, let it grow, which is a fun little grant. So, so open to self-growth and development. Uh, the third is then we're is working on healing because when you're chronically ill or you've got a serious disease, you you got to heal first. You got to heal so you can get the energy. If you have some greens in your diet, you can have more energy. If you take out the things that are causing disease and bring in new healthier choices, you can have more energy. Um, so we have to heal. We have to go from the overwhelmed to the empowered. We have to address the inevitable roadblocks. I mean, everybody has starts out the new year with the New Year's resolutions and then you hit the roadblock and then that's the end of it, right? <laughs> so The gym is only a little bit more full 
January. Right, exactly right. Right, right. Right. So having a coach to and knowing up front, okay, it's gonna get a challenge and it's okay and we just laugh at it and we say, Okay, no, we're gonna pull you back 'cause we're we're all gonna get off the um path. In fact my daughter took a picture in my book called um she found in a national park which says uh you know healing and progress stay yeah. on the path yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh so and then the fourth step is to nourish and nurture you know to visualize take time to dream to journal to learn to ask for what you need and want and for most of us we don't even know what we need or want mm-hmm. until we're kind of asked for it once we've healing we've got more energy then we can start to have that vision map. Um, the fifth uh, area then is to thrive. You know, I'm not a survivor. I'm not in this, you know, I want to be a thriver. Yeah. I don't want my daughter to be a survivor by, you know, mm-hmm. gritting her teeth. I want she, her to thrive, play, dance, move, feel, mm-hmm. and prioritize. And realize that this is, this is practice, not perfection. Don't let yourself get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Halt because that's going to throw you right back down. And then once, and then my, my sixth step is to arrive, which is what I mean by arrive, meaning that each little step, measure it and celebrate it. Yay, you went a week, you know, and you brought in all this water in your life, you know, and you're starting to release some of the toxins that's stored in your fat cells or that's, um, that we need to get rid of. So yay, pat ourselves on the back. We don't do enough of that. And then the seventh step is to begin again. Once we make, get to this journey, then we can, like, take the next step and start the process all over again. So it is a circle, um, and it's one of personal growth, self-discovery, and it should be just fun and joyful. Yeah, I, th- I think that that process is as just finding joy in itself um, can can be uh, you know a, a significant amount of work you know and it's it's a funny thing to say you know um, well Jim and I have actually been uh, talking about that a lot you know we we even doing what you love sometimes you can get caught in ruts and find yourself you know um, you know pushing too hard or mm-hmm. you know getting caught in in the attachment of, to the outcome of what it is that you're working on and. You know, we've found that it's been it's become absolutely essential to realign with joy whenever possible, especially when we're working on our music, um, because it's it's a powerful thing to you know to align your intention with your work and and be living your passion. And if you sort of get out of balance on that, it can uh, it can backfire on you, and it can be pretty uncomfortable and. You know, um, so it's it's actually become in our minds a, a responsibility to stay in the in that or not necessarily stay in that state all the time because obviously you know we can't always be joyful. We have to have you know other experiences, but we can make choices to to towards joy. You know, and uh, you know when you catch yourself in a pattern that's like oh I've been, I'm creating this dis-ease for myself. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Why do I continue to hurt myself? And then you realize, oh, okay, wait, I can shift. I can do that. I can change my thinking. I can change the way I feel, or I can take this feeling and elevate it to something else. So I guess that's what passion is all about. So, uh, Jim, do you have something uh, to share here? Well, and you can see that joy uh, transmitted in Lisa's book, um, and especially with her recipes, um, which I think are very fun and joyful. And, you know, to name a, a couple, she's got a really guilt-free chocolate pudding and dip, which we have tried. It's awesome. And the Better Than Tuna wraps are also fantastic. And we've tried a lot of re- uh, Lisa's recipes, and um, and I highly recommend them. And you'll have to buy the book to, uh, to in order to get them. So, um Really, uh, it's been a joy reading your book, and uh, we hope that listeners uh, will will check it out and and, and buy it because you'll get a lot out of it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mhm. Um, yeah, I think we're probably ready to to wind out the show here. Um, is there it, anything? Is there anything words? that you have to say to close out, here, Lisa? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for inviting me. This has been really fun and joyful. Uh, <laughs> And I want to just urge people to begin, take that first step, 
and be willing to invest in yourself. And the biggest challenge is, can you make the same investment in yourself that you give to your family, your friends, your job, your career? That's a big investment. And, you know, we, we balance means that we have to be able to receive much as we give. And uh, that's, that's quite a change for us. So um, I want to offer a kind of a gift in this equal ex- exchange. If, if any of the listeners buy my book, and it, if this speaks to you, if you buy my book, um, I'd love for you to write a review on it <laughs> on Amazon. And, uh, or call me and just schedule a discovery call and, and uh, you know, 15, 30 minutes if you want to talk about any obstacle you have, and and maybe I can share with you some some ways to uh, help you overcome that. Excellent. And your and your website again, one more time. Yeah, it's it's Carpe C A R P is in Paul E D M D I E M in Mary Wellness dot org O R G, and Carpe Diem is Latin for seize the day because we really only have this day and this moment for sure. And so how do we make the most of it is a reminder. And when my daughter actually was 12, she wanted matching bracelets with in, something engraved on them. And and that was 20 years ago. She's 32 now. And I thought, what is the one message I want to give my 12-year-old daughter? And that's it. It's to seize the day, to really not take anything for granted. And uh, we really are on this earth for such a short time. As you said, uh, Jim, we are, we live, we are a microcosm of the macro. So we have to take care of ourselves before we can heal this planet. And a lot of our own dis-ease is from what we've done to the planet. Yeah. So it's all interconnected. And uh, and I want to congratulate you on your beautiful music and all the work you do. It's And the sound baths I've participate with you has just been really incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, truly a joy. And uh, um, we're going to close out the evening with uh, with our song, Leap of Faith. It is an instrumental. And uh, we will be back on Main Street Universe uh, Network uh, on, I think it's May uh, 14th. Um, and we will let you know about uh, who, who we will be bringing in as a special guest. Um, and thanks again for listening. Uh, yeah, and one more time, we've got this pledge drive going on. This track that you're about to hear is going to be on our new CD, and so was the track, uh, the, well, actually just a sample was what you heard. It's that the meditations are going to be 20 minutes each, and uh, this, this track that you're going to hear here is just an instrumental uplifting song, and you can visit www.pledgemusic.com slash green to pre-order the CD. All right, we uh, look forward to the next visit on Main Street Universe Radio. <laughs> 